0: Marco Royce, Daniel Malan, wonderful, fantastic from Royce. Jude Bellingham, that's excellent. Jude Bellingham, this is absolutely brilliant. Jude Bellingham, absolutely magnificent. Arena, brilliant. brilliant from the American, just like that. Best of clearances. Oh,
1: Hey, welcome back to the BVB Podcast. My name's Jake, joined as always by Carver. How are you doing, man? How's it going? I'm doing well. Doing well, thanks. So we got a, we got a special guest joining us this week. Um, we are going to be talking about uh, the Hilaire update. I know we, well, I guess it, we didn't allude to anything. We were questioning what was going to happen with yeah. Hilaire. So we're, we are going to talk about him and his health updates. Uh, we're going to do a recap of our Pokal match. Quickly talk about our friendly. That happened the day after the Pokal match. Uh, some of you might have missed it. I kind of missed it. Uh, and then our our guest Adam is joining us to talk about the women's team, which we'll get into later on in the episode. But Adam, thanks for joining us again. How are you doing, man?
0: Good, good. Any anytime uh, is is a fun time to chat with uh, you guys about Dortmund. So I'm very excited to be on again. Appreciate you asking me. And yeah, let's talk. Oh yeah, of course. course.
2: Yeah, happy to have you. You're you're basically a regular at this point. You're, <laughs> you're the third host, and and we know what we're here for. It is this is you. this
0: your
1: third time with us? I think it's like his. F- more uh, than that? fourth, Probably more than that.
0: Yeah, maybe third time on the show. Third I, time I full on, a yeah. Things, but yeah.
1: Oh, yeah. Well, yeah, always good to have you. It's always those, a good episode. Those are rookie numbers. we got to bump those up. <laughs> <laughs> we need to step it up. Sorry. We'll send you more invites yeah. every week if you want. Yeah. <laughs> Which, I mean, we'll, we'll get into. This is like the official kickoff to of the season, kind mm-hmm. of, because uh, we just had the first uh, Pokal match. Mm-hmm. Uh, Bundesliga starts this week, so we are going to be uh, back every week after this. Um. I feel like I got a shout out the five-star review. If anyone wants to, we'll put it out there right now. If anyone wants to give us a five-star review, um, we'll, we'll start giving some shout outs. If you do it on <laughs> Apple podcast and you say some nice things about us, we'll give you a shout out. I, I forget who the review is from, but he did question our, uh, what was it? I forget what he I put think it. He like commitment. his cons- commitment and consistency. And I was like, Hey man, we're taking a summer break, <laughs> which if you I mean, I appreciate the review, the review, no matter what. But if you listen to the episodes, we even said that we were taking some breaks. So we're back. We're back for that guy, whatever his name was. We're back week after week yep. from here on out <laughs> until the summer.
0: Yeah, you, you guys were not alone uh, taking a, a bit of a summer break. I think everyone kind of it was, it was a lot of football and uh, there's going to be a lot of football going ahead. So taking a, a few weeks off really just was a few weeks uh, was absolutely necessary. Yeah.
2: Even then, I mean, it's, it's feels like, I mean, not that I'm complaining, but it just feels so short lived. I've been going around, you know, my place uh, just saying how excited I've been like, man, it's already back this weekend or, yeah. you know, I mean, with the POCAL and everything, it's just, it's, it's, it's a short lived summer, but, um, yeah, to get into the Holler thing, I was, I was wondering, cause I, I think even like a week or two before this announcement came out just a few days ago, uh, saying that it was a malignant tumor and he will miss seven months, uh, people were using the term like cancer like a month ago. And I don't know, that was just felt really just gross to me that all these like you know, quote unquote, big top tier sources were using that term. When the club itself was like, respect his privacy. We don't know anything yet. He's going to get tested. He's going to go to different specialists. You know, let's just see how things go. And people were tossing around that term, which was, and now that it is confirmed, I mean, it, it is, it does look like a malignant tumor and, um, I know sporting director, Sebastian Cale has a quote saying, Sebastian will now receive the best possible treatment. Chances of a full recovery are very good. We wish him and his family a lot of strength and optimism and our thoughts are with him during this difficult time. So thankfully, you know, they were onto it pretty quick um, and getting him into the treatment he needs right away, which is all would, you know, we could hope for right now.
1: And the, I mean, right before the uh, Pokal match, which I literally just started watching like a couple hours ago. So mm-hmm. I'm fresh in my mind. But they, they mentioned that he already had his procedure. Mm-hmm. So he's already will, is starting his recovery process. Is it going to be seven months or is it just a few? I,
2: I think they said several. Several. Um, okay, Which, you know, it, it just really just depends on how speedy the recovery process is. And given that it was malignant, it probably will be longer than a shorter amount of time. Um, but at this point, it's just, you know, hoping he can get to his full recovery um, outside of the sport obviously and just you know getting to an optimal health um, as soon as possible
1: yeah um, and I know there were I mean there's there's been some talk of like maybe we're gonna sign someone on loan mm-hmm. um, all the names that have popped out seen, I don't know how serious these ones. I know there's people keep putting Ronaldo in a Dortmund <laughs> shirt. Which I don't really care about. Adam was actually <laughs> the one that was photoshopping though. <laughs> oh no. Oh no.
0: That was not me.
1: Were were there any names that stuck out to you, but either of you that go like, Adam. Yeah,
2: any Adam? names that stuck out to you?
0: I mean, obviously, seeing the Ronaldo rumors, were yeah. it, was, it was a hilarious couple of hours when it seemed like people actually thought that that was a thing.
1: I saw another one today. It's been more than a it's, couple so- hours.
0: They're still <laughs> floating oh, around. It oh, yeah.
2: <laughs> might just be our timeline. <laughs>
0: Maybe, yeah. <laughs> I, I can't really say too many stuck out to me. One that was interesting to me, because I always pictured... I always wondered what it would be like to have him in Dortmund for a brief time. And I saw the name Anthony Modeste uh, floated Mm -hmm. a little bit and just like, you know, getting him on like a a six month loan would have been kind of cool just to finally like, you know, he's, he's been rumored, you know, off and on for like, I don't know. He was an Obama Young replacement at some point, I think uh, back in the, in the day when we were trying to replace him. In fact, he may have even been a uh, gosh, who was Obama Young's backup in like, 2015-16 uh, there. That was really good. I can't even remember his name. He had scored like 12 goals off the bench or something. Totally blank in my mind. But yeah. yeah. Uh, but um, then I, I think uh, Modest is hurt too. I think I saw he came off uh, the... the, the uh, came out of the cup game with an injury, so I don't know if he's out long-term or anything, but hopefully it was just a knock for him. But yeah, I I, I don't see like making a, a big signing when we have Adiemi, we have Daniel Malin, we have Yusufa Mukoko. To bring someone in would basically, you know, why are we bringing guys in, multiple guys in for thirty million dollars? Then, why would Mukoko stick around if we were just gonna, you know, fill in this six month or seven or who knows what gap with with just some random veteran when we've invested years in Mukoko? Like, let these guys do it. I think. I don't see anybody that makes me want to change my mind yeah. there.
2: Yeah, I saw, I think it was the BVB News blog tweeted earlier that there is a new contract on the table that has been like officially handed to Makoko, but he's going to take the next few months to see, you know, how the club treats him going forward and uh, how they treat the situation with Haller and everything. Also, this is just off the top of my head. Was it, was it Batch uh, Y? Because I was it trying was to
0: knock I will get this name for us. And, and I was like, I, <laughs> I just got on.
2: stuck in my head. I know it wasn't Immobile A, because he didn't score much at all. Um, but anyway, I know another rumor or another name that's uh, popped up on that list that's also been linked to us for like what seems like a century now is Edinjecko, which I liked that one. That one was um, that name stuck out to me at least compared to most of the other people. But that and uh, Betchuai as well because I. You know, Batshuayi has been a part of the Chelsea loan army since he arrived at Chelsea, which was, what, like a 20, I don't know, 2015 or something like that. He's been on loan for several years now, and he just can't find a a place where he can actually go and get some regular minutes. So um, I know it it would be another loan, but at the same time, at least it'd be to a place where he has found success and has found um, a club where the the supporting fan base actually gives him the uh, support he needs.
0: Yeah. The name I was thinking was a truly deep cut Adrian Ramos. Uh, that name.
2: Oh, <laughs> okay. Okay. Yeah. Yep. Yep. Uh, yeah. <laughs> a classic, a legend.
1: <laughs> um, I'll go back to the Makoko thing real quick. I, yeah, I don't know how, how true any of the rumors were or if they were looking at names any like seriously at all. I do the thing with Makoko. It's like, this is a, a chance for him. Like it mm-hmm. is the chance and the chance he's probably needed to really show uh, if if he can be the player that we need and we want him to be, um, so it is a really good opportunity for him to to step in and step up. And my, my only thought is, like, say he did get injured, it would be nice to have someone else, mm-hmm. uh, even if it was an older player like Jekko, like I was gonna
2: say, yeah, and he has that, like those different qualities mm-hmm. as well. You know, if he brings something different to the table, he's got you know, players like Jethro. I mean, a lot of the names that they were throwing around, like in general, like Modest and all, them they had like the physical presence and they had more of like a an aerial threat kind of ability to their game.
1: Yeah. I don't think it would be a terrible thing if we had someone, just almost like a break in case of an emergency, just in case. Um, And obviously we we still have, say, Mokoko did go out injured. We still have a number of different guys who could fill into that role. Mullen, who was looking incredible, although coming off that left side, who was coming off that left side, which I loved (laughs) last season. So Uh, I don't know. I don't know what I – there's no players out there that I I see and I'm like – Oh, yeah, that's definitely what we need because Allaire was that like all summer long. That's the mm-hmm. guy we were, we had our eyes on and we were hoping for. We got him and now this has happened. So, um, yeah, I just hope Mokoko can step up and fill in those shoes. If, yeah. Go ahead, if, Adam. Sorry.
0: If we got someone, it would have to be someone better than Torgan Hazard because he's literally sitting right there, probably not going to be used at all. So, I don't know. I, I like Torgan more than most, but uh, yeah, we'll, we'll see.
2: Yeah, I wonder if he can pick up any sort of consistent form because his first season with us, I was like, wow, you know, he's actually been able to kind of translate his form. And not that it's a huge step up, but it is like a sort of a step up from a team like Gladbach to a team like Dortmund and getting, uh, you know, pretty much guaranteed Champions League every year. And then just with the injuries and I guess lack of um, consistent minutes, he just couldn't pick up any really regular form, unfortunately, but... I'm hoping he could be, yeah, maybe some sort of redemption arc out of him. And uh, to kind of segue into when we were mentioning Makoko earlier, I did like what I saw from him in the Pokal game. Um, obviously didn't score any, but uh, had some good link-up plays with the attack and and led our team well. I mean, our attack looked really exciting in general. I mean, i I just had so much fun watching this game. I can't remember the last time. Yeah, you know, I I wanted to not try to sound like dramatic. I was as I was watching it, and I was really trying to think about it. But I was like, I can't, I don't remember maybe more than like forty five minutes to a uh, an entire game last season where I saw this much like collectiveness, togetherness, team spirit, just the the collective ideas that we had going forward and and defending as a team as well. is just it was it almost felt like a rarity to see.
0: It struck me after the game because um, it was really enjoyable, and I thought to myself, I was like, that felt a lot like watching the Dorman women's team like the way that they basically control everything the whole time you know obviously i'm not making you know comparisons between the two sides but just the feeling of watching that game where it's like you know i don't know 24 shots to one i think yeah. it was 76 mm-hmm. percent possession we saw a lot of that last year uh, on the women's side and it was very comfortable and it was a nice feeling to actually be comfortable as uh, a dortmund fan not just comfortable but like excited about what's happening in front of you like cool things are happening like donny mullen's doing things and, and uh even you know coming off the bench there there were some some nice spots in the middle there uh when uh Bino Gittins was like linking up and Mukoko and on some uh plays it, it was just really fun to watch
2: yeah, and, and not even just, like, uh, comfortable in possession as well. I mean, we dominated possession a bunch last year, but, you know, did we show any urgency with that possession? A lot of the times, arguably most of the time, uh, in my opinion, I, I would think not, but we just we kept our foot on the gas, which is something else that I just thought we didn't do a lot last year and just kept hammering them and suffocating them. And, yeah, you mentioned Malin already. He looked like a whole brand-new signing. I, we saw very small glimpses here and there last year, but... You really got to see, at least for those forty-five minutes in the first half, him put on a show for the uh, for the for the fans. It was it was fun to watch. I know we also mentioned like that quality that he has of like the, I don't know hockey terms, but if I'm not getting it wrong, like those quick like snapshots almost shot man slapshots slapshots. Um, but he and like the ability that he has to take on those shots without like breaking his stride and just in being like the same motion to cut in and then just fire one off the way he did to score that goal that quick and to have like that kind of shot power and accuracy it's lethal man it's lethal
1: and we saw that a couple times before his goal which was super early in the game like eighth minute he scored but it definitely he had that exact same cut in really quick shot off yeah. of his right boot like just out of net like i don't yeah i mean the commentators were talking about it but that's so hard for the keeper to see that it makes it nearly impossible if if he's accurate with it to react with that time yeah, yeah. what were we saying adam sorry
0: yeah, the quickness. I, I'm glad you pointed that out because there were a lot of things that it was like not only the quick movements with the shots, but like the decisions, like yeah. on the uh, the goal that uh, Bellingham scored that Royce assisted. I I thought Royce was going to get caught offside, but luckily Malin noticed that run and did that really, really quick turn to lay it off to him just at the perfect uh, time. So I, I thought that he, he just seemed like he was – in mid-season form when everyone else you know around him well i guess on on 1860 i should say yeah. uh, was not yet um, yeah. he just looks very advanced right now i didn't really watch any of the friendlies and i heard that he did well in those as well and you know it was it was not surprising uh, to hear that after seeing how he did he did in it was particularly those first 35 minutes he had the goal assist and the pre-assist all in the first 35 minutes it was awesome
2: yeah, and I'm glad Terzik is giving him the confidence and backing that Mullen really needs going into his second season to give him some regular because yeah, he keeps getting more and more of those uh the time on the pitch. He's gonna keep picking up for him. And yeah, we're here for it. I know we you and I, Jake, were defending him last year and saying like this, you know, some players just need time and Mullen is just one of those players that needs more time. Yeah. And he's and he's really starting to prove himself.
1: Yeah, we saw some really like quick glimpses. Like last season, like there, there were some really great moments we saw, but mm-hmm. the inconsistency, I think just how we were lining up and obviously the injuries and everything, like did nothing to help him or be able to grow and develop. Um, but the fact that he's starting so strong already and especially coming off a match like this, um, granted, I know like the impo- opponent's not that great. It's not. Yeah, third division. Third division. So, but still. It's. I think it's such a good confidence boost to start the season with a game like that where he just looked incredible and, and has been already playing well and I'm sure he's feeling great um, physically too. He looks a little more trim, like he not that he was he was definitely wasn't overweight or anything, but he he looks a little more trim he and he's fit. looking way, super quick and yeah. So it's exciting to see and I think it's it's going to be it's really exciting for him, especially if he if he can lock in that position right now. Like I don't, I would say he definitely starts over anyone else I've seen on that left side.
2: Yeah, yeah. I can't really think of anyone on the top of my head that that slots in at least like more normally on that left side, yeah.
0: Well, my understanding was that um, that's where Adeyemi played and they were kind of redundant for that reason. But mm-hmm. then seeing Adeyemi on the right-hand side was was nice as well. I, You know, everything is with a grain of salt because it's third division uh, opponent, yeah. although, you know, that doesn't always mean a whole lot. Like, look at us last year I was with just about the to say second that, yeah. division team. Look at Bayer Leverkusen uh, over the weekend as well. Uh, so, you know, any successful performance against any side I'm going to take is a good thing. Um, you know, the, the flip side of it is uh, I don't know what to make of the defense at all because they really – I mean, is it because they didn't have to do anything because 1860 didn't actually – many attacks or did they just were they just so good that there weren't any shots maybe there's a little bit of both like there was that one monster tackle from slaughterback which you know but those are the things you remember is the the monster tackle but yeah i was trying to remember like you know were there no shots because they were just so cohesive there wasn't any last ditch stuff going on like how many times you know kanji had to run back and do that last ditch tackle and you know that those are the things you remember but you remember them because they were put in this shitty situation and had to make up for it. It says a lot that there weren't those shitty situations to make up for.
2: Yeah I know Koble wasn't tested too much but it did look like at times we were still vulnerable on those little counterattacks here and there. Um, They were going down the wings and I, again, it's one of those moments where you're looking uh, when they're coming at you with pace on the, on the wings and you're like, man, there's like maybe two of us back. Again, a number six would really help in that situation and or um, just focusing on being more compact at the back as well, which I know uh, with, now that Sule came out at half and he's picked up that knock, at, uh, I think it's like a two to three week thing. Terzik was saying that it's, he felt something in his thigh. I wonder how we're going to go about um, filling that other hole next to Schlatterbeck are we going to go with Hummels? I know a lot of people, it looked like online weren't too happy about that, but you know, you you're looking at a Kenji and it doesn't look too promising either. I don't, I, the club looks like they're kind of giving him the same cold shoulder that they've been given to Schultz and uh, Berkey in recent months too.
1: Adam, I do have a question for you, but real quick, as we're talking through the game, we're talking, we've mentioned stuff here and there. I just want to run through the lineup real quick. It was, um, Cobo on goal. We had Guerrero left back, slaughter back Sule in the middle, uh, Center backs not middle of the park. <laughs> uh, Mounier. Uh, it was good to see him back Uh hood and Bellingham were sitting in the middle and then Royce playing at number 10 with Malin Adiyemi, and Mokoko uh, up front. Mm-hmm. And so I know you did, did you ran that poll about a Kanji and getting minutes and I'm curious how that the numbers how, how those looked on Twitter.
0: Uh, oh, the vast majority. said So yeah, just to recap, I said, you know, how many minutes is a Kanji going to get this year? I, I posted this right after seeing the Sula news and it was zero one to 500, 500 to a thousand, a thousand plus, I think about ha- almost half said, um, zero, you know, there's wow. a lot of people that are convinced he's going, um, you know, maybe there were 20% that saw him getting 500 plus minutes, which led to a question I was going to ask you guys, like, at what price is it worth keeping a Kanji and then just letting him walk to have that safety net of a pretty damn good center back as the number three or four option?
2: I was actually just looking, I was just looking at that online earlier today too. I know he's only got one year and people are like, you know, he's, he's obviously doesn't want to extend with us and he's not. And Terzik and uh, it looks, I think if I'm not wrong, Terzik and Kale both said they're not, he's not in their long-term plans. But at the same time, something goes awry, which looks like it's already is with you know two very valuable players. Uh, I know one's in attack, but you know Sule has been injury prone. Looks like a good amount of his career. Hummels picks up knocks here and there, especially as as he gets older. I don't know. I don't know the inner workings of you know how Akenji has been behind the scenes, but I do think he is valuable enough and has been at least professional enough in the sense that he could still play in moments that we need him i'm not saying he you know deserves a con a new contract with 10 million a year i'm not even saying he deserves to start most games but if he's going to be under contract and he's going to be here one more year which is looking more and more likely by the week i i personally go about
1: playing him whenever i uh see um necessary yeah i th- i think it kind of comes down to his attitude because what who really knows what's going on but we've heard like the attitude's not great And obviously he didn't want to sign a contract which is an extension, which is why we have that perception mm-hmm. that he doesn't want to be here. Um, and I know, like, from what we see, like, his hopes for Man United, and it looks like, I don't know if anything's coming through for Man United. Yeah. So I mentioned it in last time. It's like, man, you can't just put a Kanji, you can't just mention or put all your eggs in this Man United basket if that's not what's going to happen. And so if, I think maybe if this is going to be a reality check for him, and if he maybe hunkers down and is like, okay, maybe it's not so bad at Dortmund, but, like, really realizes that because I don't think... I don't think the, the club environment is not a terrible, like it's not a, a bad club to be at. Like mm-hmm. our facilities and everything is like, I don't know. It's a pretty great situation at, at Dortmund, I think. So if he can almost suck it up and have a good attitude about it, um, then yeah, I, I think he's right up there at maybe our, he sits behind Sule and, and Slaughterback as our, third best center back.
0: Yeah, I was going to say it's a tough year for him to suck it up though cuz I know he's going to want minutes to ahead of the World Cup. Yeah. Um then again, maybe he'll be the only player still healthy uh, around the World Cup and he'll, he'll get to to play by default. Who knows? But I mean, I haven't heard any, you know, difficulty in in the background, but you know, there could be that.
2: I was going to say pretty much that exact same thing too, Adam of like that's what's even made it even more confusing for me is Players when they when they want to either play in a for their national team for a tournament and on top of that want like a new contract whether it's you know at the same club or elsewhere and it wants and they want it to be as big as a wants it to be why wouldn't you be trying to be as professional as you can be and performing at your absolute best I've I've, you know it looks like the window is closing really rapidly for pretty much any team that he wanted to go to or at least thought about I know you know rumors range from like uh, Juventus which that. Hole pretty much is, uh, or that window is pretty much gone. United doesn't look like it's going to happen. Chelsea for a little while I thought could happen because they're losing so many center backs. That doesn't look like it's going to happen anymore. Inter, same thing. I, I'm not sure if there's any other options at the moment besides just to really, you know, put your head down and try to perform at your best. And not even necessarily for a new contract. If, if it's if it's less of a priority for uh, as you getting to the World Cup and playing for your national team, then that should be your motivation as well.
0: I mean, personally, if an offer came in for like eight million or something, I would rather keep him than sell him for that fee. I think the eight million is is what we should pay to have that insurance at the back uh, for a season like this, um, you know, especially where we've got a couple issues already. Uh, you know, what, what is the figure that would change my mind? Is it 12? Is it 15? You know, maybe, maybe 15 is, I feel a little different. The, the club could use that money, but if it's just going to be a few million, I, I don't see a reason to sell him when we could have him, uh, as a depth option.
1: Yeah. Yeah. He's yeah. worth way more than eight too. I, I agree with you with Sule and slaughterback. Do you think there's a, like, he could be a starter? Like, could he fight or be good For enough one to of like the- knock one of them out? For Sule
2: or Schlatterbeck?
1: Yeah. No, I, I, I say no. Adam?
0: <laughs> no, I, I I do think that it would be interesting if they did start experimenting with a back three. Mm-hmm. Um, and if, if Hummels was that quarterback, I think Kanji would be a, a good option on one of the outside spots. Uh, what is the right side? He likes better. Yeah. Um, so I mean he d- he would give us the flexibility to maybe try 3 if if we if he was sold and we didn't bring anybody in there's no chance we're going to ha- be able to even try 3 at the back cuz all of a sudden there's like there's no Zagadus to use there's no <laughs> congratulations to use like we're pretty thin back there.
2: Yeah. Yeah, it's 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 a it's a tough situation for both ends of the pitch, attack and defense. I it's it was such a phenomenal summer so far of the transfer window, and then just everything that's been going on recently in the last few weeks. Now it's just just kind of like a big question mark of how this season's going to go. I was I was saying last week that a back three I think would work at least for the you know the opening month or so of the season when you're not having like a you know Champions League every, and then uh, switching every two or three days to the league and you have like a you know full week to prepare for other games. I think a back three could be uh, feasible, but it just depends, I guess, how August goes with the Kenji and everything.
1: So to, uh, we'll quickly wrap this Pokal game. I, I just want to know if there's any other, any other th- stuff that like stuck out to you guys. Um, standout performances, Malin, obviously up there. Um, I mean, my my one note from this is I really, I mean, you, you kind of mentioned it earlier about Adiyemi and Malin maybe playing on one side, but seeing Adiyemi on the right, I see them like as very similar players and they're both mm-hmm. super quick. And I think that's just, extremely threatening I love having those like just this like dual attack coming coming in from the wings uh, where they can cut real quick and they have that pace and that that speed um, mm-hmm. and they both have I know uh, Adiyemi's goal was a little it wasn't the most accurate shot it bounced mm-hmm. in it, it wasn't great goalkeeping but it went in and to have that threat on both sides I think is really exciting especially with maybe our striker situation a bit of a mystery at the moment so I, I really like that attacking presence. Uh, is there anything that stuck out to you guys besides,
0: I mean, just Bellingham is still great. I
1: was going to talk about Bellingham too. We, we, we didn't
0: talk about <laughs> Bellingham yet. And I think that that's because we've gotten to the point now that Bellingham, his, you know, his 10 out of 10 is just a given at this point. Yeah. Like, oh, he's just so good. Yeah. I was going to say <laughs> the exact same thing. <laughs>
2: and I know he was mentioning, I forget what, what kind of, it might've been the uh, podcast that he was doing, uh, with, um, oh my goodness, Patrick uh, Owomayela a few weeks back. Um, and he was talking about how he kind of wants to be a, a little bit more like an advanced box-to-box midfielder, get in those areas where he can score more goals, and he was doing just that with that assist from Royce. And Yeah, I, I can't say enough good things about Bellingham either. I feel like it's every week, but at the same time, I mean, if he keeps performing at that level, then it's granted. You know, it's, yeah. <laughs> it's a given. Yeah.
1: I mean, on, on that note, as far as him getting more advanced, I think that's... Maybe why he can't do that so much is because we haven't really had a, a CDM. Mm-hmm. Um, and so with with our option coming in with Oskan, mm-hmm. I'm going to mispronounce his name every Oskan. single time I try to say it. I'm going to say it differently every time. <laughs> yeah. I'll figure it out eventually. Once we, see, once we see him and I hear the commentators say it, I'll be able to pick it up. But once we see him, that's been frustrating too that he's been injured coming into this. So we have have not seen him at all. So hopefully he just like beds in well and hopefully he can be that CDM that we need and then maybe that will give Bellingham a little more uh flexibility and opportunity to move forward and, and get some more goals.
0: Yeah, maybe we find that a, a proper six like Oz feels a little bit like a third center back, like yeah. that, that extra mm-hmm. cushion there. Um, yeah. It'll be very uh I, I can't wait to see him. You know, I'm hearing like Lars Pullman like picking him as like the player of the year, and I'm like, ooh, <laughs> I, I guess I haven't watched him <laughs> <so>. like <laughs> quite closely enough, um, at, at Kulm, Uh, but I'm really excited to to see him. You know, just uh, having a player in a role that like seems like it was made for them uh, is is going to be fun.
2: I completely agree. I, I, I'm going to be super excited to see him kind of tuck in almost a time. Let I me mean, not again not to be a center back, but like tuck in between those two center backs and. And hopefully uh, pick some passes out and plug up those holes because, you know, we, st- even though we're looking, you know, pretty stable and more stable compared to last year, at least so far against these kind of lowered um, competition, I still think we are kind of vulnerable on those counterattacks. And he could hopefully help pick out those crosses and everything and um, be a fireman in that sense. But that, go ahead.
1: Well, we saw that. Um Last season with, with Chan kind of dropping back to that where where we switch to like a back three mm-hmm. uh, while we're in the attack and seeing we we see our, our our fullbacks transition into wingbacks and and go fly up the pitch so if he if he's kind of familiar with that role or playing more of his uh, CDM he's probably more familiar with that role so yeah. yeah that that would be very exciting to see I would like that a lot yeah and that just solves the solution as far as do we have enough defenders to play a three back but if we can do that transitional movement with him dropping back then yeah that's and it looks like me.
2: he'll be back I don't think he'll be back in time for the Leverkusen game maybe I'm wrong but uh it looks like the progress on his recovery from his knock they picked up during the summer is going pretty well and hopefully he'll be back very soon but uh to kind of yeah segue into the preview against Leverkusen this week I yeah I saw that also they lo- Leverkusen lost in the first round of the Pokal against uh, was it Elversberg don't know pretty much anything about them but I did watch the highlights and um it looked like they're ha- having some struggles as well in different departments of their game. Helozek uh, did score. I, th- I don't know if that was his first goal for Leverkusen or not, but like Eddie Yemi, it looks like they're both kind of kind of gained some confidence as they're netting one uh, early before the season even starts. So,
0: And it was like Eddie Emmys where it was a pretty I was going to say that
2: too, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I saw that as well.
0: Yeah, I I looked up Elversberg right right before this. You know, they they topped the fourth tier and they're brand new to the third tier and oh, won their okay. first uh, game uh, in the third division this season. Sounds like they haven't lost in this calendar year yet, which is pretty impressive. Wow. I thought but, I heard something know, like current, that too. Fourth and third tier, and you know, taking uh, Leverkusen in the cup is pretty awesome. They lost in last year's cup to Mines in the first round, but took them to penalties.
1: Hmm, interesting. I mean, I know I was kind of dogging on while we were playing a third-division team, but it is the Cup. Crazy stuff happens. You mentioned it earlier. And so just... I'm going to go right back to our our recap um, and just say to win that comfortably, 3-0 and having so much control and position and not too many scary moments like that, I'd say that's a good win. Good win in the Cup, so...
0: Yeah. Yeah, And to compare it with with Leverkusen, I mean, things can happen in the Cup. That's where you see, like, a weird 1-0 loss uh where things didn't fall your way but they conceded four goals yeah. in, in this cup match and that's a lot of goals to concede i mean and we can say it, we've been there but yeah it's it's not a good look so I'm, I'm curious what that means for leverkusen besides you know not having to play midweek cup matches
2: yeah and i i also know obviously the last time that we played against leverkusen it was a bit of a thrashing as well um I'm wondering how we're going to go about setting this up. Thankfully, we're not going to have the partnership of Zagadou and Akanji anymore because that was just looking like error central. Um, but I'm, I'm also curious to see how we're going to be able to deal with uh, their um, talent on the wings. I know they have Diaby, who's has been a, a phenomenal young talent for them. And you have Holozik now as well, and you have Shik in the middle and our wing backs aren't the most defensive wing backs you know Munier and Guerrero could be also basically just midfielders so i wonder how we're going to be able to um match up with them coming down again with those counter attacks as well i mean Frimpong as well as another person that escaped my mind till just now but he was tearing us up on uh the right sand right hand side as well so i hope we can uh you know be able to deal with those waves of counter attacks accordingly
0: right this this match does have the Potential to be the one that you know dampens the excitement because now our defense defense will actually be put to to the test, whereas it really wasn't in the first match. But then at the same time, Leverkusen's defense is going to be put to the test, you know, with our attack. So it, it <laughs> we could be seeing a lot of goals.
2: Yeah.
1: yeah. Are you um, expecting? I meant to mention this when I went through the lineup earlier, but I mean we saw. Arguably our strongest lineup um, That would healthy lineup um, In that Pokal match so do you think that's kind of What we're with the, with the exception of Sule, yeah, Sule not being In uh, do you think that's kind of what We're going to see on week one this weekend
0: uh, Yeah I'd assume so I think Hummels will slot in I, I don't see any other option for Like a, a number six so I assume Dahoud will be back there um, Yeah I'm Might be I don't know who else we would start it instead of Mokoko. There, we'd have, you know we'd have to put a Brant in on, on the side or something like that. So I, I have the feeling we'll probably stick with what we had.
2: I would imagine that as well. And and hopefully I was thinking just to go back to about the defense. I think Schlotterbeck will help a lot more. With those helping with the counterattack just because he's got so much more pace than Zagadou. But he you know he's not error prone. He's I mean, just from that uh, sl- small glimpse against Munich or eighteen sixty Munich, he had you know just a phenomenal tackle. So he's able to get back and uh, you know put out fires. Um. So, and also, uh, and not that it's like necessarily an overall good thing, but Leverkusen is going to be without Verts too, which he was linking up play for Leverkusen against us last time beautifully and just tearing us up on pretty much any side of the pitch you could uh, point to. But I know I think he's still out till at least like November or something with his uh, long term injury, so that's going to take out, I would imagine, a good amount of sting of their attack
1: as well. Any other? Thoughts before, I mean, the big chunk of this episode. I mean, we got to talk about you, Adam, about all the women's team and everything going on with them. Um, but any final thoughts, final predictions? First? I was about
2: to say, what about yeah. score predictions? Is anybody want to go first?
1: I'm going to go, we're starting the season at home. We're starting the season excited, although we have some injuries. Yeah, And I know some people are freaking out like it's already happening again. I mean, it kind of is. It kind of is, <laughs> but I don't want to think about it too much. I'm still optimistic. Yeah. I'm going to say 3-0. Clean sheet. 3-0 at home. Yeah, Coble's not letting anything in.
0: Yeah, right. Adam? Uh, I had one score that popped into my head, and I'll just stick with it. I'm going to say a 4-2 win. Lots of goals. I was going to... Uh, there's no way we keep a clean
2: sheet. I <laughs> hope we do. I hope I'm wrong, but I'm going to go 4-1 actually. I feel like Ooh. we're going to... I think we're going to get 3 three relatively early on, and then um, they score 1, 3-1, one, and then we put the game to bed with a 4-1 towards the end of the game, and
0: Oh, no, no. We'll concede minute one. No, that's, I was <laughs> I, I was about to ask. That's
1: actually, that's actually pretty. said We're going to score early, and I was going to ask, are you sure? Because, because <laughs> last year with the team, we let a goal in, and then I was, I didn't lose confidence yet because I'm like, well, at least we can bring one back. Yeah. I know that. That but, was, that's actually the Dortmund signature as well.
0: Now.
1: Yeah. That, that's the key to success this year is not conceding first. I yeah. think <laughs> maybe I'm just going to bring down all my expectations. And I think maybe at the end of the season, if I look back and I notice that we did not concede first, maybe that's, maybe that's the only win I need to take.
2: All right. So all wins though. That's, that's nice. At least all relatively (laughs) comfortable wins from all of us. I like that. Um, yeah, let's move on to the women's team. I've been, I've been needing to know some much needed updates. Uh, if I could try to pull up, we had a question actually about the women's team, which it kind of tied into some of the stuff that we wanted to ask you, Adam, but, um, are there any new team members and uh, that any stick out to you particularly, and what can we expect from any of the uh, new signings?
0: Yeah, there are five new players on the first team, and they've played three friendlies already. Uh, two were broadcast, one was not. Uh, so I get to watch some of the players uh, play a decent number of minutes. Uh, I will say Mandy Reinhardt right away, um, she's been playing up on top. And uh, is wearing the number nine and has already scored several goals in the fourth, third, second division. So I'm not exactly sure how we got Mandy Reinhardt, but we did. Um, And she came in uh, in the second half for her first appearance. And right off the bat, she pressured the goalkeeper to make a bad pass, picked it off and scored. And this was a game that was you know it wasn't uh, you know a cakewalk of a game it was only one nothing at that point yeah and then she scored again in the second half of that game uh, brilliant first touch she got a pass in from Lisa Clement on the left side and and I'm not even sure like how she like picked it up behind her and, and kicked it in front of her and and just slotted away so she seems like a very very clean striker uh, who can score from uh, many different different uh, You know, any type of buildup, she she just seems like (laughs) I've I've seen her play like a total of 90 minutes. Like, can I say she's a complete package? Uh, Maybe. Uh, (laughs) She she looks really great. Um, Leah Offenberg is number, uh, number two. She was playing on the right wing, which surprised me because she was listed as a defender on the website. But she's been playing nothing but right wing so far. She's 19 years old, came from Bochum. Um, first match, she came in the same time as Mandy. She assisted uh, Leah Rocha Harper on her goal. Um, she played in the the second match as well. I didn't didn't really jot down any notes from that, but she is extremely fast. Uh, almost, uh, you know, it, it reminded me a little bit of the the Pokal match where we had so much speed going down both of the sides. She's very very fast and will cause a lot of problems down there.
2: Do you think um, these new signings are coming in, I assume, with the mentality or that are coming from higher divisions of, like, you know, one of the big reasons I'm coming here, not only, like, the pull of, you know, Dortmund are, are a newer team and who have, like, a lot of talent, but also a team that can continue to climb these divisions and keep getting promoted? I would imagine if they're from higher divisions, they're probably having that sort of mentality.
0: Yeah, I think that that's the case. When they originally created the team, they didn't want to stock it with, you know, second division players and whatnot Mm -hmm. because they would be like playing way 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 above the 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 competition level but now that we've moved up here and we've got some cup matches that are going to be coming up against third division competition the, the cup that we're in can go all the way up to the third division so that opens us up to uh you know bringing in players of a uh you know, I don't want to say a higher quality, but, you know, other experience levels as well. And, you know, cause the, the core of the team is going to be the same. There, there's just yeah. a few players that came in. Um, and, you know, one of them is a, a center back, Nora Reckenbach. She came from kickers Offenbach. So it's Reckenbach from Offenbach. I, I think I have that right. She's 27. She's mostly played center back, but it's hard for me to like gauge exactly how she looks because again, like there isn't, a ton of defending that goes on in some of these games, of course. But um, in the third match that wasn't televised, the, uh, the the game summary did say that she played a remarkable game. So I, that was nice to see. Marie Grota is one that I can't find any information about. I don't know how old she is. I don't know where she came from. Uh, but she plays like a number six and she's awesome. <laughs> is she the one she's,
2: that scored that long shot the other day, or did she assist it? I forget. She assisted it. Okay, so okay. She,
0: and, but she assisted it by, like, uh, so I picked, don't know if it go took ahead, it so from it. the goalkeeper mm-hmm. or took one pass from the defender or something, and, like, weaved in and out of the, the midfield, passed it to Vanessa Kuhl, who that's, yeah. absolutely blasted it. in. That's it was, and that's yeah. a, I guess that's a couple things to, to note. Vanessa Heim is now Vanessa Kuhl. Oh, okay. Um, she, she was married in the off season. So if okay. you see that name, change, ah, that's why.
2: Okay. Okay. Um, I was wondering that actually.
0: Yeah. So she had like 22 goals, 23 assists or something last year. So you're going to see the name a lot. And then one that I just saw yesterday, Hannah Schneider, who's uh, one of our fullbacks is now listed as, as Hannah Hentrich, which, I, uh, or Hentrick, which I don't know the the story behind that. Maybe, <laughs> maybe she got married. I, I don't, I don't know what happened. Um, but I, I could ask about that because, uh, she is always up to chat about the games and stuff because she is absolutely awesome, and Hannah's awesome. And who else was, uh, there was uh, one more player, um, Mia Macarena-Badarf, which is just an absolutely awesome name to say. Uh, the only match she came in was the one that was not broadcast. She came in uh, 30 minutes towards the end there. Uh, so I'm not sure exactly how she looks yet, but she's a midfielder.
1: Um,
0: we do have th- four players that were on the team. So three of them are going to the the new second team that has formed this year. Mm -hmm. And two of those are because they were so young, they couldn't actually play with the team last year. Yeah. Didn't we have like 16
2: and 17 year olds if I'm not wrong?
0: Yeah. What happened was when they joined the club, the understanding of the rules was that they were eligible, Mm -hmm. but then it turns out that they weren't. So they were given the option to return to their old clubs or stay with, with Dortmund. And they stayed. And they were there every match. But now uh, it's Annalena West and Neil Droter. Uh, Annalena is a, an attacker. Neil is a defender. And what was awesome to see, Neil literally just turned 17. And she was captaining the second team in their first friendly. Wow. So that's awesome. she's that, that's a name to watch. I, I've heard that she's been really impressive in training. Uh, we haven't gotten to see her in a game yet. But it sounds like we have a good talent there. Um, Lily Prinzen, um, uh, center back, uh, went from the first team to the second team. Uh, she's just going to kind of work on things there. We were a little bit deep at center back, so she's going to play on the second team, be one of the leaders there and, uh, help that team come up. And then Laura hole is the only player who is not returning. Uh, so I don't know what the story is there, but she, uh, left the club. She was a, a winger mm-hmm. last year. Wow.
2: A lot, a lot of new uh, or a lot of movement in general. But I, I love the diversity of just like the personalities and the uh, the abilities across the board too. I mean, it, you mentioned already like a, a few months back when you've been on the show how many different players can play so many different roles and not only play those roles but see be successful in those roles. And just like like you mentioned again, also the younger players going down to uh, captain the second team. Uh, it looks like a lot of the players have the right mentality to want to go and actually make this women's team successful, which. And, you know, from what uh, I have seen, I haven't seen much, but I have watched a handful of their games. And, yeah, the talent's there. There's a lot of really talented players on that team.
0: Yeah, I'm excited to start watching the second team, too. I, I, I when it was announced, I was almost like, oh, my gosh, I, I, I poured my entire heart into this this new team. Now there's <laughs> yeah. a second team. <laughs> How am I going to divide my attention? Um, but they had their first uh, friendly, as I mentioned. They won 5 nothing. so we might be looking at another nice very successful uh Dortmund team the the youngest player on the team even younger than Neil uh Michelle Holter she came on in the second half scored two goals and assisted one she doesn't turn 17 until December so that's another another player to keep an eye on she looks like she's super tall reminds me a little bit of Carolyn Call from the 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 first team who's like 18 years old and six feet tall um Mariana Naseva is 28 years old. One of the older players on the team, one of the veterans. Um, She had a couple of assists in the half that she came on. So those are a couple names that popped out to me uh, as players to watch, but I'm sure there will be more as we learn more about these players. Nice.
1: Um, Uh, As we are covered, did you have something? I I did actually. I I just had like two other questions because I
2: just, now I'm very interested. I'm sorry if you already mentioned this already, but did you mention um, what division the second team would be in now?
0: That's a good question. It's, it's listed as the Kreisliga A qualification division mm-hmm. which last year the team played in the Kreisliga A which was the 7th tier yeah. and i i had never heard of the qualification division so i'm not exactly sure what that is strangely like it seems like it's not below the Kreisliga A because one of the teams in the division with them is Solderhols which was the team that finished second behind them last year and were really good yeah. Um so the fact that the the new second team is in with Solderholes I think means it's not a given that they're going to finish top of this table cuz Solderholes is really good. Um like the games against us were like 3 to 1 type games, not the 12 to nothing's that we saw in other games. So I I'll have to get you some information about what that means cuz um I, you know, I'm just curious about what the promotion mechanisms are for a second team like can they play in a cup? That was I saw that was a question that came in. I saw that they don't have any cup matches on their schedule right now, um, so maybe they they can't as a second team, uh, which which would make sense. Uh, but yeah, the the qualification division was something that was new to me.
2: Uh, well, that just means you're going to have to come on another time. So darn it, <laughs> you can collect more information that, and give us that.
0: That was planned. You know, I, yeah, I didn't yeah, want to yeah. get all the answers.
2: Yeah, and then That's I just so. had one other question. Um, how are you feeling about the competition for the first team? And the Berserk League, if I'm not wrong, are you feeling like we're going to be able to still compete at this kind of new level?
0: I definitely think that they will compete. Um, My gut feeling is that they could probably top this division as well, just not, you know, the
2: as dominant
0: (laughs) undefeated season with like two goals. I was about to say, I think. think We might be seeing a a record that looks a little bit more like a football club uh, than you know a video game. <laughs> um, <laughs> that's 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 what I'm anticipating. Uh, so we'll see how, how that is. Their first cup match too is against a, a team one division higher, uh, Um I don't know them, but uh, they they play in the Landisliga in the fifth division. So you know they're gonna have a, a tough cup match right away, but last year in friendlies they were already playing some fifth division teams in fact i think one of the cup games was against a fifth division team um so i mean and you know everything we we throw at them they handle and they have reinforcements which is scary if you think about it like if if mandy reinhardt's going to be scoring goals like left and right and uh marie grota uh already just like. I think that that's going to be my player. That's like, it's going to be so fun to watch. Yeah. I love just a deep lying. Like, guess what? I have the ball, you know, in my own 18 yard box. And guess what? All of a sudden it's in the
2: box yeah. on the other side. It's on their 18 yard box. Yeah.
0: I, I love that. And, you know, I'm never going to get tired of saying Mia Macarena Badarf. So it's just <laughs> going to be a fun season.
2: Yeah. So this is, I'm reading off of actually your website, Adam, but uh, their first match day for the Berserk League will be on August 21st against Westphalia. Hagen, Hagen, I probably botched that, but uh, <laughs> we'll obviously link it uh, all of Adam's work on our, uh, on the description of this episode, but you can go to his website to find a bunch of other inf- great information. And he's a great resource to have for the women's team uh, at just dorowski.com slash BVB D A R O W S K I. And he's also on Twitter at foosball twit he's a regular at this point so i would imagine you know uh, of his work but if you're new around here please be sure to check him out
1: yeah and if you're not on doing a full episode with us we're definitely going to have you to chime in with your uh, women's updates throughout the episode mm-hmm.
0: so we'll have that throughout too always happy to yeah i i love when people are interested in hearing about it so literally just ask me about it anytime on twitter dms are open uh, always happy to talk about the women's team.
1: I will say it real quick. It's been so cool, just like seeing the growth. Obviously, last last year mm-hmm. was their first season, but it, it's seeing the growth through your Twitter account that I love. Because um, you you last year you were always tweeting the videos and everything, but it just seems like recently, so many so many more like replies and retweets, and like so many people are excited about the women's team, and it, it's just as been they really, should be. Yeah, yeah, as they should be. But it, it's been so cool, like just watching your numbers on all your tweets just go up and up and up. It's like been really cool cuz that's where we can see like it is mm-hmm. and it and it's not just it's more than just like people in in Germany but like people in the states seem to be getting excited like our normal like our normal like US Twitter sphere that we have here like Dortmund Twitter sphere it's like those people are getting excited about it too which yeah. is
0: awesome. Yeah. yeah. I love it. And and it's so cool to see like when there are new kit announcements and, and stuff they're including the women's yeah, team. Yeah, yeah, I saw that too. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's just great to see that it's just fully integrated. It's they were there at the uh, the family day that they just had at the stadium. It, it's just uh, you know it, it, the first year was great, and it looks like it's just going to build from there. And I love yeah,
1: it. yeah, I love that. Like you said, they're just including them in everything, and you would almost think it'd be easy for them to like not get too hyped yet, like when they were playing in the seventh division and everything. But yeah, it it's they're they're fully like. They're fully part of the, the club and the organization, which is cool. And we get to watch all the games, which is also we've mentioned it before. It's ridiculous that we could watch seventh division. Seventh German women's yeah, soccer. But yeah, it's awesome. And just to clarify <laughs> there. The yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> to clarify, they are moving up to the sixth division this yeah. year. Um yeah. but yeah. We um, need to
2: be a part of this history and again and a part mm-hmm. of this long term project. I know Adam's mentioned it on the show, you know, countless times now, but we or the board chose to well, I guess the fans told the board to choose to not put um, the women's team in such a high division, but, you know, make this a project to actually go and um, build a club from the ground up, which is, you know, it's just for the love of the game. It's, mm-hmm. it's what a lot of people around the world that love about this sport. So,
1: <laughs> Adam, do you have any plans to uh, get to Dorman this year and the next year?
0: i don't you know I've, I've wondered how how in the world will i get there because like you know i've got kids they're all in school and the the only time that you'd be able to go is like in the summer yep. and that's of mm. course when the games are not happening uh so i yeah i haven't figured out exactly how i'm gonna get over there for the first time but you know i was just uh just got an email from from uh the company doing the marketing with the club today about like, you know, I'm going to provide any stats for the the mobile app this year and stuff like that. So already I got to like think about ooh, wh- how am I, what am I doing for the the new year uh, related to Dortmund? Cause I did um, a lot of uh, stat recaps on the the international mobile app last year mm-hmm. uh, using FB which is the day job.
2: Yeah, yeah. Uh,
0: So get to play with stats, uh, you know, after work too, and, and send them to the, the, the Dortmund folks and, and get it included in the app. So I get to do a lot of cool things and uh, yeah, just, I haven't been there yet, but I feel like I'm, I'm still part of it.
2: I was just about to say that too. I feel like you definitely are too. I mean, the club itself appreciates, you know, how much work you're putting into um, you know supporting not only just the women's team, but just the club in general and provide and being such a great resource for people around the world to go and learn more
1: about the club as a whole. I was going to say they're they're probably going to welcome you like a King when you show up. <laughs> <laughs>
0: i don't know about that but i i will say <laughs> they, they definitely you know they they notice people doing this type of work and they mm-hmm. make people feel appreciated and i i just love this club it's it's such a great family
2: and we appreciate you adam <laughs>
0: oh, appreciate you guys too you do you're doing a great thing here like uh, you know i i listen every week i thought last week was a, a great episode too with brian and you know just so many good topics and Appreciate what you guys do as well.
2: Thank you very much for the kind words. Appreciate it. Slips Adam a 20.
1: (laughs) Your Venmo. That's my five star review. (laughs)
0: Um,
1: Before we go, you're wearing a hat. So I'm going to mention, I'm going to throw this and mention Dortmund signing an official um, deal with a US based company uh, called Official League, which does, Mm -hmm. it's kind of like a newer company. I think they started in February 2021, but to do like officially licensed merch here in the u.s their goal is to kind of expand their u.s fan base but it's so it's it's going to be exclusive in america um and primarily they're doing hats that's what this website official league uh is doing hats so there's going to be some cool Dortmund hats coming out um i think they're launching in october but sometime in the fall is when they're official they just announced yesterday and uh yeah so that's that's really cool to look out for as far as Shipping, shipping costs yeah. when you want to order something from the right. official Dortmund store. But this is a way where, obviously, there's we have sites and resources, like s- stores. You can get Dortmund merch in America. But this is cool that it's the team has actually partnered with mm-hmm. them. And uh, as, as we get more info and w- when it launches, we'll post more about it because it's just a cool thing that it's like this small company that Dortmund has linked up with to uh, put out some new, new hats. So you're going to have to get one of your official... League hats. Oh,
0: yeah, I'm looking forward to it. I'm, I very proudly wear the the Terzich one with the... Yeah. That, oh, that design. Yeah, that, yeah, yeah. I
1: didn't notice that until this
2: now.
0: <laughs> See, I, I, Terzich helped me pick out a hat because I have a abnormally large head. And I looked at that guy <laughs> and I said, that guy looks like he does too. So uh, if that fits him, I'm getting that I, hat. And sure enough, it fits.
2: I was thinking the exact same thing, actually. <laughs> not 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 about you, not about you, but about myself. It I have true. an alien, like head myself, and I
1: was like, "Shit, if I could wear a hat, that'd be nice too."
0: <laughs> Just watch what Eden wears. Yeah, yeah.
1: Well, they got they got their first few customers already. We'll we'll be donning some hats yeah. as soon as they drop. Uh, that's all I had. I had though about the hat stuff.
2: That's all I have.
1: Cool. And yeah, we're gonna link everything to Adam. So make sure you follow him. Check out his website.
0: Um, and
1: when, when did you say their first game was? 21st
0: 21st 21st Well they have a cup match Actually the 14th 14th uh, And 21st for the league
1: Cool and then yeah Dortmund men's Saturday Or this Saturday August 6th Bundesliga starts um, At home Versus Leverkusen 1130 Sorry 1230 Eastern time 1130 central time
2: any any St. Louis fans who aren't involved with the Borussia St. Louis fan club already, please feel free to reach out to their Twitter. I will be at the bar watching with the fan club. Uh, the guy who runs it, Nathan, is a great guy. He will give you all the information you need about joining. Gives free things to people pretty much every time as well. So, if any St. Louis listeners are interested in going and watching the uh, league opener, yeah, we'll be there.
1: Also, any other fan clubs that are listening? Because I know the uh, a lot of the like New York guys listen and. Uh, we randomly got a ton of listeners from Florida the other day. So if there's a fan club in Florida, let us know. We'll, we'll plug any, if you got a watch party, obviously you probably do since it's opening weekend, let us know so we can share and get the word out. But yeah, thanks yeah. for hanging out guys. it has been great as always. It's always good. Thank that. you, Adam, as always. Yeah. appreciate. You I definitely
0: out. enjoyed it. Thank you.